Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And today, we have a very, very special episode for you. Tim and I have wanted to talk about this book for a very long time because we both have such a crazy cosmic connection to it. It is called The Magic of Believing. You've heard us talk about it a lot. And we just sort of go in depth with what this book means to us and how it has changed our lives in a lot of ways. And, you know, we just get to hang out and we love a... We love a taggy episode, so enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hey, Maggie. How are you? I'm good. It was a little chaotic morning. You look so cool. Thanks. Like I said earlier, it's my fishing shirt, which I haven't worn in a long time. Like, it's very cool. The whole outfit, the hat, the glass, like, it's just so, it's a very cool summer vacay look. Like, you're going camping, you're going, (laughs) you're going to, to do some fishing. That's it. Between the fishing shirt and the fishing pants. And I would wear this hat fishing now. Ah, I love it. I love it all. I also love, I mean, this episode will have already aired and this will have already happened, but I love that I get to see your face tomorrow. Exactly. I'm excited about that too. Yes. And I'm excited about this episode. So as the psychos know, we have been trying to come up with ways to extend. Hello, psychos. Hello, psychos you know, extend and we're coming up with all kinds of ideas. But one episode we've wanted to do, I feel like from the beginning, we're actually doing today. So this is kind of like a bonus, not in sequence. I would dare uh, say this is our most special bonus episode ever. Yeah. We haven't even started it yet. I know it's going to be that good. It's already that good. We're what, a minute and 43 seconds in and it's already that good. Also, hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. (laughs) Because we are that good. I love it. And you know what? I have a question. What? Are we still going to podcast the shit out of it? Even though it's not even tied to an episode? I think you know absolutely we're going to podcast the shit out of it. Okay, good. I want to do that. Let's podcast the shit out of it, Tim. I too would enjoy podcasting the shit out of this with you. Should we go back to the beginning about what we're about to talk about today? Yeah, before I just want to say how much I love that we are now matchy-matchy with our our wind guards. (laughs) And it brings out the... Let's actually... There we go. (laughs) There's a reason. Yes, Maggie, what bonus episode are we doing today? We are doing a bonus episode about a book that we have talked about a lot, but we're going to like go into it a little bit called The Magic of Believing. Or as I like to call it, The Magic of Believing. Oh my gosh. Is this the new murder? (laughs) (laughs) I think it has to be since we're not doing a psych episode today. It's just a bonus taggy podcast episode. It is taggy, bonus taggy day. Now we have to figure out a way every time we do a bonus taggy episode to get the word believing in there. Oh, we'll figure it out. Either that or some other special bonus word. Or some other special bonus Bonus. So we're not doing anything about an episode, so we won't be talking about wardrobe very much. But I did wear... Look at that. Some pink. For those of you not watching this on our Patreon, first of all, why aren't you watching this on our Patreon, for goodness sakes? Yeah, join our Patreon. You get all the goodness of the visuals, getting to see how beautiful Maggie is and how mildly handsome I am sometimes. But Maggie is, because she came to play, she is wearing a very light rosé blush sweater. So she's in the Pepto drink family. Drink up, y'all. And we know what that means. So we had to still fulfill our duties, even though it is a special... And the, um, the cover of the book... The magic of believing is, see right there, it's red. It's reddish red. Look how used <laughs> and messed up mine is. It's like faded okay, on one my side. My copy was, was quote unquote borrowed, aka stolen by a friend. 
It was all highlighted, so I'm cross with him because it's disappeared. I so loved this book, and it was so important to me, and I was like, I need to pull out a highlighter and highlight this, like it was a college textbook. I love that you did that. I also kind of love when these books go missing. So I feel like I've had several as well. This one I have hung on to, but I feel like over the years I've had several versions of it, and they... They're either given away, they go away, like whatever. And I always feel that that was meant to be, like that's where it was meant to go. It needed to be in that person's hands now. So for me, I'm always a little bit like, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure my friend Alon stole it. Oh, Alon. She, she denies it, but Alon was going through a difficult time at the moment. And I think she needed the book more than me at that at that time. Because yeah. I already read and highlighted and already put it into practice. This is such a jam-packed topic for us. It I don't is. even know where to begin. I'm going to go way, way back. I'm going to go back to a plane ride where it was nearing the psych series end. Boom. You touched on this a little bit during the musical episode where you said Um, some very nice things about me and what you thought my future should be. Yeah. That was the prompt for me of like, okay, both of us were in these positions of like, what's next? Neither one of us knew. None of us knew. You know, everyone on the show was like, oh my gosh, you know, what is life after psych? What is that going to be? Luckily, we still are, you know, making psych. So we never really had to say goodbye to it, which is the greatest gift ever. Um, And we're still not saying goodbye to it. We're never saying That's why we do this podcast. We are never saying goodbye to it. But I do remember that flight. And I remember for you, I mean, you know, by the end of the series, I feel like I had witnessed so much, like the way you work. And then like, you know, not even knowing I knew you had a good voice, but then like we did the musical and like, just, it was your talent. There are no bounds. No, no bounds. No bounds. And I kept thinking about you in a way. I was like, he is going to have his madman. If that's what he wants, he is going to be this leading man, something. I'm going to sound a little weird. You have certain people you're connected to. And I'll be honest. I feel like I've had this a few times with people that I'm like, oh, I don't even know why I I knew that was going to happen or whatever. But the people I'm really, really, really connected to, I feel like sometimes I get these weird like hits about things. Like I knew. And I don't know if it was from reading this book that had been actually recommended to me by a friend from Louisville in my hometown. And you're going to laugh. I don't even think you know this. But she's a psychic. And I remember my mom and I had talked to her I don't know, maybe I was 18, maybe 21. I don't know. I was, I was young. And I remember she had told me about this book a few times and I was sort of like, okay, cool, whatever. And I didn't think too much of it. And then one day, similar to how it kind of appeared to you, it came across something I was looking at, not like an Instagram, but like maybe an Amazon something. It just popped up and I was like, that's weird. And then I saw it again. And I was like, okay, anytime I see something like this repeatedly, I feel like I'm supposed to follow it. So I started reading this book and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like this is, first off, it's a little crazy, but I think I was already doing some of these things in my life, but I felt like this book put it in such a practical way that anybody could relate to. And my friend, Tim. I should say, before you continue, your encouragement like that really was one of the things that got me to this this next level, which we'll go in and talk about. um, So your belief in me was a major factor in me being able to do, hang on, you're believing in me? I mean, we're, was it's a major factor to be able to times. get to that next level? I felt it so strong. And I don't know if you did. And that's why I remember we talked about this. And I was like, you know, I think I'm probably a bit more on the like woo-woo side and spiritual side <laughs> or whatever <laughs> than you. No, you're and, more on the woo-woo side. Yeah. But we talked about this and I was like, Tim. And I remember you kind of being like, really? You think? You think? And I, I think you were trying to figure out like what your sort of vision for what your next thing was going to be. I felt like I could see it so clearly, but I felt like you were a little bit like, it could go this way. It could go that way. It could blah, blah. And I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm just going to try it. Tim, <laughs> I'm going to give you a book. And I think so that's kind of how it came up. So as I remember this, this part of the story is, yes, we were flying back and forth a lot back to LA from Vancouver, kind of wrapping up the show and our lives in Vancouver mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what the next step was. And yes, I definitely didn't see as clearly what was in store for me as you did see what was what you thought was in store for me. So you're like, Tim, there's this book I need you to read. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you said what the title was. And I was like, wait, did your shaman give you this book? Like, what nonsense are you talking about? That was your response. Like, I remember you kind of being like, nah. (laughs) No, but then you said, no, here's why you're going to like it. 
It was written by a man in like the 30s. Mm-hmm. And I think you said you've done everything in this book and it's helping you. Yes. How would you nutshell this book? I mean, it's sort of, it's about manifestation, I would say. Yes. It's about manifestation. I think it's about more than that though, in that, you know, it's one thing to sort of be like, oh, I have this visualization and I'm going to, there's a lot of like, you know, for lack of a better word, like energy that you still have to put into this belief, whether that's the work, whether that's a practice of some kind, whether you're like, you know, I mean, Look, there's some crazy studies that were done in this book. It's may not be for everyone, but I will say that what I liked about it, and I had read some books like this in the past, and like I would have to weed through a little bit and be like, ah, that feels like something I can get on board with that. I don't know. Well, this, you remember when The Secret came out and it was all about like, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars. Right. Then, which was sort of like manifestation light. As opposed to this book. So um I get this book and actually no, before I get to the book. Yeah. Because you didn't get the book right away. Because I didn't get the book right away. Because <laughs> I kept putting it off. And you kept, because you're such a good friend, you kept really pushing me like, did you get the book yet? I'm like, did you get the book? I'm like, no, I haven't talked to my shaman yet. I haven't got the book yet. I was so annoying. And I was like, and you but were so like, oh, this woo spiritual blah, blah, blah. I decided, okay, yes, I'm going to listen to my friend Maggie because she's smart and she's intuitive and she knows what she's talking about. And she's not going to do me wrong. So finally, I, I'm like, I'm going to go buy the damn book. I go into the bookstore around my house. I mean, around my, the corner of my house. Not remembering the, the name of the author. Mm-hmm. But I just, and I'm wandering around. I'm like, where do I even look? Do I look in the bullshit section? Do I look in the voodoo section? What <laughs> Maggie's I, pestering me like a jerk uh, <laughs> section. Except for the jerk part. So I literally, I walk around and I, I'm walking this, I'm just wandering the aisles of this bookstore. And I literally said to myself, where in the hell do I find this book? Turned the corner on an aisle, and I shoot you not. Sticking out of the bookshelf is this book, which there's an which I stopped. I was stunned. Took a picture of it, which we'll put up on the socials. It might as well have had flashing red lights I going. Mean. Tim, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. So I pause, take a picture of this book sticking out of the shelf. Sent it to Maggie and said, "This is weird." <laughs> and your immediate reply was, "No, it's not." <laughs> So I was like, okay. <laughs> That's the perfect response. That's such so a, I, of course, it's not, Tim. It's not because it's all about believing in things that are meant to be. So I get the book and start reading. And again, immediately I'm like, oh, this is a, this is important. It's like a college textbook. I need to get my highlighter out. Mm-hmm. I start highlighting it. The, the thing that's different about this book than I would read than say other voodoo books <laughs> is um <laughs> it's really it's I mean it is manifestation, but it's it's about uh, it really tells you you've got to you've like you've got to action there's act, you've got to be actionable about it. So and I, when I read it, I'd read it in, in sort of a 1930s radio announcer book. That's they why say, I knew you would love it. By the way, I felt like I had it. to tell you that right away. I had to be like, okay, this was written in the 30s or maybe early 40s or whatever, and you're totally gonna relate to the era, like and the way this guy writes and like so I just example, knew it would speak like, to you. Yeah. Your day-to-day may look different during the summer, but your wellness can stay on track with help from CBD. Next, Evo Naturals developed Smart Zorb technology, clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil, because oil just doesn't mix with your water-based body. It works faster too. When you need to de-stress and sleep better this summer, reach for Next Evo products. Upgrade to the experts in CBD. A recent lab study found that most of the top CBD brands contain as little as 60% of what their labels claim. So you're not getting what you pay for. Next Evo tests their products multiple times to ensure you get 100% of what's on the label. They do their research as demonstrated by four clinical trials. No other CBD brand comes close. Sleep for me these days. It's an interesting experience. I did one of the Next Evo CBD sleep gummies. I had the best sleep. I'm not just saying this. I had such an amazing sleep. So I ended up trying one of the ones that was not sleep, like one of the daytime. And all I can say is that for me, I just had a more pleasant day. I feel like the cobwebs were cleared a little bit faster and I felt better, more clear, lighter overall. So that's my experience. And so I can really speak to this because I feel like I've tried a lot of these CBD products and I really, really, really love this one. And I noticed it right away. 
Next Evo is CBD you can enjoy no matter where your summer takes you. Their all-natural products are backed by more scientific studies than any other CBD brand, developed by experienced consumer healthcare and pharmaceutical professionals. Next Evo Natural CBD Sleep Complex combines CBD with melatonin so that you can wake up refreshed and keep your sleep schedule on track no matter what time zone your summer vacation takes you to. That's it. I really did have this experience. I've had a very frustrating sleep. I have been traveling a lot, like whatever. This, I felt so refreshed the next day. Next, Evo Natural Stress CBD Complex combines CBD with ashwagandha to soothe away stress and enjoy your vacation. Or in my case, the day that I tried it, I was just sort of getting some work done. It was just a more pleasant experience. Stay well this summer with smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash pineapple to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off at nextevo, N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash pineapple. This podcast is sponsored by Smalls. Let me tell you, I've never seen a kitty so excited about their food until I started feeding them smalls. If you are a listener of this show, you know that our foster cats cannot live without smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. I feel better knowing I'm feeding our cats real food, not burnt kibble. I don't know about you all, but I can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseous. I actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's food, which I feel like is a new thing. It's a new thing for cats. I feel like we've been doing this for dogs, but like the kitties need this too. Small's was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. A few short years later, they've served millions of meals to hundreds of thousands of cats around the world. After making the switch to Small's, cat owners are seeing some big improvements in their cats. 78% of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer purr, and 90% reported overall health improvements. The team at Small's is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they will refund you if your cat won't eat their food. How nice is that? Like, it's a huge guarantee. And Smalls is so passionate about cats, they are working on opening their own cat cafe. I cannot wait for this. And we will let everyone know when the cat cafe is open so that we can all go. I'm going. Smalls is the food we give our cats. So if you want to give it a try, head to smalls.com slash pineapple and use promo code pineapple at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That is a huge discount. It's literally the best offer you will find, but you have to use the code pineapple for 50% off. One last time, that's promo code pineapple for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. This is my friends. This is about the magic of believing. I'm not going to do it here because anything is possible. If you believe, think of your goals, write down your goals, write down what the action you are going to take is. Take them to your shaving mirror. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. <laughs> it just says, take them to your shaving mirror. Yeah. So already I'm like, all right, I love it. They say someday men will walk on the moon. Who's to say it's impossible? Nothing is possible <laughs> if you believe. It does kind of have that vibe, but I do like that it starts off with like, you know, actual studies that had been done. That's why I was like, okay, at least when on the early way in, you're getting like, you know, there were studies done at Duke University about blah, 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 blah. So you're getting a little bit more of uh, not hard evidence, but just, I feel like you're grabbing people. Like it, it, it caught my attention. I was like, oh, Tim's going to love this because it actually is about like, because I had used most of the practices in this book as well when I uh, was up for back in the game, but it had, it had been in my life for, yeah, anyway. Tim will at least, I think, read through this part because there were like, you know, there's some more factual stuff going on. Anyway, continue. So I am. Um, I'm flying back and forth from Vancouver to Los Angeles. Vancouver. Trying to think of what I'm going to be when I grow up and what the next phase of my life is going to be. And really, I was it's like, if I could write my own ticket, what would that look like? Mm. Which is all what the book was. The book was really like, what do you want to do, and what are you going to do about it? It's mm -hmm. not just what are you, what are your goals. It's what, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Right. It's not just like, oh, I want this, and so I'm going to focus on this every day. It's literally like what steps are exactly what steps you – what are you doing in your daily life to work toward that thing? Right, and beyond Stuart Smiley, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh right. darn it, people like me. I took up my ancient iPad, which I happened to undig today and um, on the flight, and, I've, and I found I – started, I started making a list. And so I wrote – I started writing down what uh, – if I could write my own ticket, what would it be? 
And it literally said the title of the document is The Plan. Wait, this is the actual this is the actual note? This is it. <gasps> what? I've never yeah. even seen this. This iPad's so old as I can't get online with it. But... Oh my God. Go, go keep, no, keep so it going. Li- it literally says it. all caps. Some of this is slightly embarrassing, so I'm gonna edit slightly, but it just says the plan. Set your mind to it. Period drama. Oh Seven, 1700s, 1940s. Shut up. No, that's that's what it says. Number one on the call sheet, all caps, leading man. No longer just a character actor, quote unquote, character actor. Create the leading man. Strong, powerful, smart, funny, fierce. And I wanted it to be a premium cable, either like Showtime, AMC, History Channel, Stars. Granted, and I, I've been watching a lot of um, yeah. period dramas at the time. Mad Men was really big in my life at the time. Right, right. During my psych days. Now that you're reading this, I actually do think we talked about it. Keep going. When it says, uh, beyond that, it goes, I want my own show. I want my own show. I have chills. And I said, it's time. It's my time. This is my time. All caps. Oh. So basically that, that was my list of, but the biggest thing was the period drama to be the lead and the hero of the show. So the, as many of you know, I'm sure the thing that came to me, came into my life, galloped in my life after psych was the show Gallivant, where I was uh, the hero of the show. You were. We'll, see, we'll say season two. And, and it was it, like everything I wanted on the show, everything I made in this list. Became true, like it was, it was a freaking period drama for goodness sakes. I also love too that because I feel like by you putting your kind of you know real thought into like what you saw for yourself, and I believe you saw. I don't believe that was fake. I don't believe there was any like I want my own show, but I don't know if I can have. Like you believed, you put pen to paper and believed everything. Believed, or I should say, I believed it, it. or put it in a note, and it showed up. You know, like literally, I'd go a step further because what ended up coming was a like that experience leading to I want to talk about that because I feel like when Gallivant, I remember when you first started, like you had your first audition for it. And I remember who they had offers that they were like, we have some offers out or whatever, but just know like you were always at the top of their list from like the time you went in. But I know for you, there was a little bit of like, oh, well, they might get this person or they might get that person or whatever, but you never stopped. Believing. <laughs> so I, this is what's so crazy. Cause I remember you worked so hard. You could see it. You could believe it. You were working at it and it did not come easily, but you never, ever, ever lost the, you always had your eye on it. You knew. I think yeah, you I was knew. laser focused with and um, in that job. Yeah. So I went in for my first. I mean, I read it and just went, okay, this is. I know how to do this. Yeah. And, and um, also, this went is into the, the audition, I have to and play. I got to say, I remember it was, you saying that it yeah. was one of the greatest auditions of my life. It was just the most successful. It was Dan Fogelman, his partner Jess, and um, had them laughing like off, falling off the couch, laughing, and um, immediately heard from Dan through um, the casting director and the agent. My amazing agent, Steve Lamana. Shout out to Steve. He doesn't listen to the podcast. I just don't want to say his name. Hi, Steve. But um, basically, Dan had said to the cast director, like, he's my guy. Tell him he's my guy. It's gonna t- They're not going to let me have him because we- they've got these offers out, but he's my guy. Mm-hmm. Tell him to be patient, and he's my guy. So it took me five months to get this job. I remember. But again, I truly, I never stopped believing Actually, and I, you I never didn't... stopped working. Your heart, I mean, there were other things coming up. You had other auditions or whatever. But for you, I remember this was like, I remember us talking about it and you being like, this is it. Like, this is my dream role. And I felt all along, I'm like, if you weren't doing this, like five months, it would never have, I don't know. I had a strong feeling, but we always know how these things can go in our business and whatever. So there's that. But I just was like, and this is the part of the practice that I feel like this book is so interesting and why it's so not just like, oh, I want I want this or I want that. And, uh, you know, I'm not really going to work for it or put anything toward it or whatever. For five months, you were becoming him. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm and like, I, you were becoming the king. <laughs> but you like, and I had to- you were already seeing it. You were already in it. You were You were practicing it every single day. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing was, I remember very distinctly going over the scene in my head the audition scene constantly, like reworking the beats and the jokes constantly. Like yeah. I would, as I would go to bed every night, I would do the scene in my head. So I knew it like inside and out, outside and backwards. Yeah. And just going, where, where's the funnier pause? Where's it? So I was constantly reworking the scene in my head. Yeah. 
to prepare myself for that, for the test. I knew I was like, I'm going to get a test on this. Like, you know, for the test audition. Yeah. I went to the ranch during this audition process. I remember being on a ride with our friend, Michael Sherman, and doing oh, the scene for Michael, Michael and Sherman. making him laugh with him on the horse behind me. Mm-hmm. And just him like getting that, um, getting his feedback. Like, that's amazing. And look yes, at you, I, also on horseback. Like, that was like, such a part of it too. True. Which, and then my experience at that ranch taught me how to ride, which, because of course, I mean, if you haven't seen Gallivant, what is wrong with you? It's so joyful. The greatest show of all time, a, other than Psych. Yeah. Galloping a Frisian stallion through the English countryside and the Moroccan desert to the point where they actually said one day they brought out a stunt rider. And I'm bragging here. They said, no, Tim doesn't stunt rider. He can totally do this. Which was all because I'd, I'd spent so much time at this ranch riding that I learned how to ride a horse for little did I know it was for Gallivant. But little it was just did the you time. know, but at the same time, like I would, I would see that's where I would go. Like there were no, like all that was like leading to something, I think. And yeah, I, I, we did, we did Texas morning exchange where I can't remember what the point was where I said, there's no accidents. Yeah. You we, sent we me a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Of your friend. Oh yeah. And, and, um, yeah. Oh, you said something like it was done on purpose. And I said, yes, there are no accidents. Right. So again, a little did I know that my time at the ranch years prior was preparing me for this moment. I would have to ride this really, really difficult to ride massive stallion in, in England. Yeah. I had and- two last night with a friend of mine from my kid's uh, elementary school, which at the time, again, this job took me so long to get, and I wanted it so badly, and I talked about it so much, which normally I never talk about, talk about a job until I get it, because it's just, it's frustrating for an actor and yeah, annoying. Yeah, of course, right. So everyone I knew, strangers knew that I was out for this job. Oh. So it's like, man, if I don't get this job, it's going to be so embarrassing. And I was talking about my buddy Vinny Mantrusca last night, and, he's, and we were talking about this job. And again, he was being so sweet about how good I was in it. Watch Galvin, everybody, especially season two. But um, but no, he made a point of saying, you never gave up, give up on this job. Like, you knew this was your job from the get-go. Yeah. And he just made a point of him saying, I just remember him last night saying, I remember you just saying at one point, like, this is my job. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be mine. And it was all that magic of believing stuff. But here's another little quinky nick. So another um, fun site connection to this job other than you. Yeah. During those five months, I'd learn how to sing because I hadn't done a musical since Psych the Musical. So I needed to like really learn what I was doing because I knew I found I knew in my callback I was going to sing for the great Alan Menken, which is a little scary. I asked Dulé and he he hooked me up with his vocal teacher. So I started going to her for lessons again to sing the Javert song to sing Stars from Le Mis, like we talked about in the musical episode. Mm-hmm. And she, she, I remember saying, "Oh, you have a lovely voice. You have a lovely instrument. You have no technique whatsoever." So that's <laughs> when I started to learn that technique. But all thanks to Dulé Hill. Yeah. Honestly, like you did have a great voice, but even you were like, I'm going to get this job and I am going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to become better. Like you were ready to go from the time you got the job. You were, you you didn't, you'd already done all the training. Like you were, you were ready to go. It was, this, this was a cool thing as a believer myself, but like just (laughs) as as a believer, well, I had my first experience of something like this when I was like 21 and I didn't even realize what it was at the time. I just remember someone saying to me, like, just write down, be very clear and very specific about what you want, write it down, fold it up in a piece of paper and put it someplace you look. And at the time before like phones and all the stuff, like we had, you know, your wallet was the place you looked all the time or your bag or whatever. Now I feel like it's our phones and stuff. These are a little different. But what I remembered was that every day when I looked at that piece of paper, even though I couldn't even see what it said because it was just folded, it was just like the little tip of this piece of paper would come up, but I saw it almost every day. And I didn't know what manifesting, like I didn't know what any of that was or whatever. I just was like, okay, I'll follow these steps that this person who I think I admire or whatever is telling me to do. And And that piece of paper was a picture of your friend, Tim, that years later you'd you'd That's all that was on there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a picture even though I, I was not at all anyone anyone would know back then um <laughs> i uh where is it oh wait i can i go get it i'm gonna go get it i still have it absolutely go get it so at the end of that year i didn't realize i didn't have a timer on it i wasn't like oh on this day i'm gonna look and see what came true and what didn't i kind of 
it just every day when I saw it, I was like, oh, it was just this little hit of like something like sweet. And it wasn't just for me. I was like, I was talking about members of my family and like whatever, just like stuff I wanted for them, what I wanted to find. And I like, I wanted to find love and I wanted a certain kind of job. And I like wrote all this out pretty specifically. And, you know, I mean, it sounds basic, but at the end of that year, I remember being like, oh, I did this a year ago and I opened up the piece of paper, forgetting some of what I even like wrote on there, but I knew the general idea. And I kid you not, like I fell in love. I got a job. My mom also, my wishes for her were coming true. My wishes for my brothers were coming. Like it was this very interesting thing where I don't know. I could have been a total coincidence. I don't know, but there's no such thing. And I kind of think that now, but at the time I was very much like, well, huh? So then I started doing it. One of the things was I said, I wanted to play a not on that card, but years later was one of the things that I had written down was that I had done a lot of comedy up until psych. And even though psych's a comedy, one of the things I wrote down was that I want to play a a cop or a detective on TV. Not kidding. That was one of my like things. Yeah. And then that happened. With a blue-eyed, gangly, Robert Goulet looking guy? Yeah. That was also, I was like, that I'm going to have to stand on four Apple boxes just to be in the same (laughs) shot with him because he's so tall. And then because of that, everywhere I go, everyone's going to think I'm tall. And then when they see me, they go, oh, wow, you're so much smaller in person. (laughs) You're your Lilliputian. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so all of this is to say when that book came into my life, it reminded me of this thing. I mean, that was 12 years later, I guess that I got that book, but, um, I was like, Oh, right. Remember that year. And I just recently found that piece of paper from when I was 21. It's time to say goodbye to motion sickness and hello to relief with relief band. If you've ever felt that queasy sensation during travel, whether it's on a boat, plane, or even a car, Relief Band is your new best friend. Relief Band is like a magical wristband that banishes motion sickness with the wave of a hand. It's like having a personal anti-nausea guru right on your wrist. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. And now you can use your HSA and FSA dollars to get a relief band. So if you just got those accounts refilled, put that money to good use and fix your nausea problem for good. I can tell you firsthand that relief band actually works. Whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure from it, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. Forget the days of nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. It's like the name says, Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea, and you can change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. Also, with all the travel this summer that we're about to like, you know, embark on, this is going to be in every bag I have. I always look at my phone when I'm in an Uber. I literally will have friends say to me, Maggie, put your phone down. You're going to get sick, but not anymore because I bring my relief band with me now and it changes the whole game. So I can still, you know, respond to text or look at where I'm going. I don't know, make a reservation, whatever I got to do. I can still do it in the car ride. Say goodbye to those motion sickness pills that make you feel like a sleepy sloth. Who wants that when you're going on? It's, it's vacation time. With Relief Band, you can stay alert and fully embrace every adventure that comes your way. So with summer travel around the corner, if you want the best way to solve your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for psychologists are in listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code pineapple, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to reliefband.com and use our promo code pineapple for 20% off plus free shipping. It's time to talk about Thrive Cosmetics, the makeup brand that's changing the game. One of my favorites, I love talking about Thrive Cosmetics for so many reasons. I I cannot stress it enough. Thrive Cosmetics is all about beauty with a purpose. Not only do they create fabulous cosmetics, but they also make a positive impact in the world. Talk about beauty with a heart. And you know, we all love that. Thrive Cosmetics is on a mission to empower women and make them feel confident inside and out. And let me tell you, their products do just that. Whether you're looking for a bold red lipstick or a natural pinkish gloss, Thrive Cosmetics has got you covered. And you know what's even better? 
Their products are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. No animals were harmed in the making of these fabulous looks. Thrive Cosmetics believes that beauty should never come at the expense of our furry friends. And you know how close to my heart this is for me. So you can strut your stuff with a guilt-free glow. Oh, and let's not forget their innovative lash products. Have you ever seen lashes that could rival a peacock's? <laughs> well, Thrive Cosmetics has them. Their mascara and false lashes give you the most incredible voluminous lashes you have ever dreamed of. It's true. I am so obsessed with their mascara that even if I'm just going for a walk outside, I will throw a layer on just for fun because it's crazy. It looks like you have extensions, but not like fake ones. It just looks like my lashes are way longer. I don't know how they do it, but it's good. It's also so easy to take off. All you need is warm water. And here's the cherry on top. For every product you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to a cause that supports women in need. I mean, talk about makeup with a purpose. I love this so much. Your beauty routine becomes a force for good. It's like putting on a superhero cape and fighting for a better world, one fabulous lipstick at a time. So all you makeup enthusiasts out there, head over to Thrive Cosmetics website right now and treat yourself to some fabulous products. I'm using many of the Thrive products now. I just have to say this because I really do love them so much and I love the cause. I love all of that, but I have to say the makeup is actually really, really, really wonderful on top of it all. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash pineapple. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash pineapple for 20% off your first order. You did this again about a relationship, if I recall. You think I, I did. Well, I've, I've done it. So back in the game was also very... Um, very magic of believing-y for me because I, I wanted to do a comedy. I wanted to do a half hour comedy. I, I, I've grown up around sports. I wanted to do something with sports. I wanted to like, there was a whole thing. And then this show was just, so that was when my magic of believe, that's when I was doing all of my, uh, my magic of believing practices kind of hardcore, but also I think yours is my favorite story, even more than my own. <laughs> Because you were such a non-believer uh, <laughs> that it and it like totally converted you. And now I like when we can exchange something where you're just like, there are no coincidences or, you know, everything's on purpose or whatever it is. I'm always like, oh, <laughs> so as manifest this job, once this became a believer, I thought about my life and kind of my career path. And then I realized I'd actually done this before to some degree. I was in this great acting class with a woman named Alice Carter was my teacher. And she, um, one day she says to me, he's like, what do you want to do? What kind of roles do you want to play? Because we'll start picking those scenes now. So when you get them, when you do get them, you're ready. And I just come off, off a judging Emmy where I was a very, um, very sweet, just this very sweet, goofy social worker. And yeah. Prior to that, I was, um, I'd had long hair early in my career and a beard. I was like, I'm going to be the guy in the suit. So, um, wow. Cut to judging Amy. I was the guy in the suit for years. Wow. Then after judging, so I said, I want to be, I said, I want to be the guy with the gun. <gasps> and I, um, judging Amy ended, I buzzed my hair, not quite as short as season two of last year's buzz, but went really, really short in the military. Like, and I just didn't know this. Nobody knew this. When my first, my very first audition was for, um, Criminal Minds, playing this, um, sort of crazy psycho killer, ex-Marine. So I walk into the room. With his buzz cut, looking like a Marine, and got the job, and was the guy with with the gun, and that was started the job. Where like I went on a a, um, a role of guys with guns for the next several years, which because that I think one of the first jobs after that was Laster. Wow. So then, yeah, it was. So I had done this. I had manifested this before, but again, it wasn't just I want. I want this. It was okay. How do you prepare this? We got to do scenes like that. Start yeah. doing scenes playing the tough guy and the badass. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It, it, it's like a full, it's a full body thing. It's not just like, oh, I want this and I'm just going to like, you know, think about it. It's like, no, you have to kind of, anyway, I got to say, Tim, just because I, I, and I don't know how comfortable you feel talking about it, this, but you know, even post stroke, the progress you've made, like the, the text you send me now of your walking updates as opposed to just not that long ago, what they were. You know what I mean? Like it's right, yeah. It, it's incredible. But you every day, you work on this every day. You push forward every day. You make sure you walk a few steps further. Every, like 
you do it. You're like a walking example of this thing kind of come, come to life. But I think you also are, you know, when you see, I keep saying believe, but like when you see something for yourself or when you know something for yourself or it's like effortless the way you kind of walk toward it, like to what would scare most people to what would, you know, uh, put most people, you know, kind of down or like whatever you look, I'm sure you have your days, but like, you don't even have the switch. I can't really put it into words. And I think I try to do it. And we've done some like panels and live shows where I'll talk about you in a way. And I'm just like, I don't know how to say it. Is it a spirit? Is it a, what is it that you have that is this kind of untouchable, unbeatable, like undefeatable, I should say a <laughs> thing where I don't know. It's, it's really, really, really something. Even just our podcast, even getting on stage again, even singing again, as you're starting to do, like, don't ever say to Tim, he's not going to, he can't or won't or whatever. Like you are, you will, you well, just, my friend, will. you're making me feel like a million bucks. I thank you, Maggie. That was incredibly good. I can't wait for this episode to come out so I can just play that part over and over and over again on a loop. But it's true. Like, it's one thing for me to say it. You are, I'm saying you're like the example, walking example of it, because I'm like, I can say all these nice things about you, but everyone sees this. This is not just a Maggie Tim thing. Like, this is like, you go at it. There is no other way for you. It's really incredible. Anyway, like as we've been talking, I'm like, oh my God, I have connected it a little bit, but like not until right this moment, as we're talking about this book and like how you live your life and like how you go at things and how hard you work and how you embody literally whatever it is you're working toward. And then you make it happen. Anyway, this has helped me kind of put that thing into words that I feel like I always get tripped up on trying to say, because I'm like, I feel like your spirit is a, it's something, something else anyway. So that's my, uh, that's my little love fest about Tim, I but, I, oh, but I mean it Tim. like, God, that made me feel so good. Thank you, my dear friend. But you took this book. <sighs> What's interesting. And I also think that I'm not surprised by this as well about you saying, as you look back on your life, you kind of realized you have been doing this. Like you do this. I think a lot of people, I had that too, just like thinking back of that kind of year I had or this, you know, job I wanted or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, how we go at it and how you feel like you have to almost feel it in your bones and sort of become it. And you, you've already done it. But like, since I feel like this book, I'm like, when you do your tour, your Ted talk, your Tim talk. Oh. <laughs> My Tim um, talk. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you're the new <laughs> version of this book. Go on. No, Cause I am, I am still trying to do it, even though Galvin's passed, but now it's like the next challenge is post stroke. What am I doing? Which is a it lot. Was, uh, so and we've you and I've talked about this like the existential crisis of if I've identified myself as an actor since I was twelve years old mm. and not being able to do that to the degree that I want used to be able to do now what am I mm -hmm. so that was the moment of like really having to like decide what I'm going to do which all cuts down to the uh, we we don't think we've talked about the the solo show I'm trying to write mm -hmm. on the podcast have we not on the podcast but I don't know if you're if you want to talk do you want to talk about it yeah I've, I've talked about it on some other things so now I'm gonna yeah. I'm in the middle of a first draft editing a solo show about my stroke experience and recovery process, journey, if you will. Showed my friend Vinny last night, who I met on a show in 1995, and I just showed him the title page and said this one because he knows the person I'm collaborating with that you know. Mm -hmm. A wonderful human. Amazing Ethan Sandler. Uh, si Ethan Sandler, who was on Psych, by the way. So the psychos will... Uh, From Juliet Takes, Juliet takes a, a Lover. lover. <laughs> We love Ethan Sandler. He's the greatest, but go on. And he's a so, master. Yeah, so I told Vinny, I told Vinny I'm doing this. I'm trying to write this thing. He's like, you, so you're still doing it. You're still like that same focus you had to get Gallivant. You're still that focus to the to, um, to become better. And um, so I did a pilot with, I've strangely become, have become friends with Sean Cassidy, which um, the ladies who are a little older out there will know Sean Cassidy for the massive pop star first crush that he is, mm -hmm. who Alice, certainly Allison's first crush. Well, Sean was a producer on New Amsterdam, a show I did post-stroke, and he became friends off of that. And we we talked a lot about what my next act is. And he's been very instrumental about helping me believe that the next version of me is going to be even better than the old version of me. Yeah. And so Sean was really um, instrumental in pushing me to, to write this and, I love and to that. move forward. I mean, the story to needs to be told. And, and Tim, no doubt. Like, I can't wait till next year when we're selling tickets to this show. <laughs> You've been, and I, again, I got to say for the record, when I first told you I was doing this, 
Yeah. The voice text you've left me, the voice message you left me about this, which by the way, I've saved because they were so inspiring. You were so encouraging uh. from the get-go, like immensely encouraging, which really was like, was one of the reasons I really felt like I could do this because my dear friend Max is, is saying I can do it and push me to do it. And, and you believe everything. You believe and you've never always had my back. I can see it. it. I mean, you've told me about a couple of things recently too that we won't share on the pod, just like other things that have popped up. And like, I'll be really honest with you. You know that. Like if I'm just like, I don't know if that's the thing or blah, 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 whatever. But you've, that show's incredible. That show's going places. That show, you know, I have a friend, Alex Edelman, who is doing a one-man show on Broadway for nine weeks. And I thought I about it. I did not you. know this. Yeah. So Alex is a friend. He was a writer on The Great Indoors. Joel knows him. And he wrote this show. And I remember like a few years ago when he was like, hey, I'm kind of workshopping this one man show. And I think it was like at, uh, not Dynasty Tire, it's like the Virgil, like a very small little venue here or whatever. And he was a, a great venue, but like, he was like, come, I'm just like, you know, I'm open to notes. I'm open to thoughts. I'm open to whatever, but come, come see the show. And I was like, ah, great. And I went to see the show and I remember watching him and I was like, oh, this is like a thing. And then I saw him recently. He's like, guess what? That show's going to Broadway. <laughs> so he's Amazing. doing a show on Broadway for nine weeks. I also love that it's like this one man show. It's going to Broadway for nine What's weeks it called? just for us. I think I can say what it's about without spoiling it. But anyway, it's just a, he is Jewish and he went to a um, a meeting of white supremacists. He reeked counts the entire story, what he learned from it, what it, it's, it's, it's incredible. But when he told me about it, and then I think you and I had a conversation maybe the next day when he told me it was going to Broadway, I was like, Oh, Tim's, I was like, Oh yeah, you'll get it going. But I, I truly believe you will be, um, you're going to be on tour with this or at least, uh, on a giant stage somewhere, wherever you want to be. Our experience of doing the podcast live, both in San Francisco and Detroit, what we've talked about, which is how like me hitting the stage and when I hit the lights and that sort of change that comes over me, that really was a big part of me going, I need to get back on a stage and do this. Yeah. I told so you, again, I saw, I saw Kate and Dan briefly uh, today. Right. Um, just for, cause they're, you did. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. And I, I was telling them like, just so you know, I was talking about you behind your back, but I was like, yay, Tim on stage. It was, you need to be on stage. Like you need to be on stage. And I'm excited because I feel like uh, I see it. I know it or, anyway. And you've had a few other things pop up too that I'm like, yeah, that's yes. Yes. I feel like I'm your little Oracle. I'll take it. I'll be the Tim's Oracle. I really do. I I'm, I'm pumped. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going on and on and on, but I feel like everybody. Um, yeah. I hate it when you talk about me in night and say nice things, but you know what I love? I love that you just shared all this because you know why just these things gain momentum in the world. I'm going to get woo-woo on you for a second, but like, you know what I mean? You're like, now you're sharing it a little bit. More momentum will build up. People will be asking you about it. It's going to be more in your space, even more. You're going to be seeing Ethan more. And I'm telling you, this thing's going to be a thing. I've actually said it publicly a couple of times now on a couple of different podcasts. Good. I told you that I did, a, I, I think I told you that I did Claire Lim's um, podcast the day. You did. And that's you did. Nice. We were talking about this show and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm writing something. And she wants to write something too. So we then just... Threw down the gauntlet for each other. Like, we're now challenging each other to go right. It's like and an accountability. I've, I've, yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. Exactly. Now that I've said it out loud and yeah. and it's been recorded and we'll go out to various streaming services, wherever you get your podcast. Wherever like you get now, your podcast, it's recorded. Now you can hear it and we'll start a hashtag. What what should we start it at? I want to say Tim Talk. I really want to do a play on TED Talk, but it's not that. It's a show. We'll think of it. You know, don't want to overwhelm you. I'm not you. quite ready to... Um, yeah. For hashtag status got yet. it let's not do that we're putting it out there but doesn't need a hashtag yet no yeah but there will be a hashtag coming um, there will be hashtagage i love this i mean i could talk about this with you all day tim but i this I, has been like an amazing little therapy session for me i've also just feel like i don't know if we we can possibly extend this like this is such a beautiful note to end on just because i really mean it you know i just feel so strong and i read all kinds of of these now but this one i love because it is such my thing with you that like I don't know. I feel like that moment when you walked into the bookstore, what if I was like, oh, I know the Barnes and Noble by your house. I went and did that. That's what it was. That's what it was. I went and did it. I turned it down knowing you were going there and I waited for you to walk in and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm um, I remember exactly where I was standing when you sent me that picture. Part of me wanted to be like, oh my God, that's insane. That's so crazy. <laughs> Are you nuts? That's a and then I was like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> It's not because you believed. Yeah, I believed it. 
Well, Tim, this is beautiful. I'm so glad that we got, I'm so glad we got to talk about this. Also, I'm so glad we just got to like chit chat because also I feel like part of this podcast once, uh, you know, as we go through the episodes and as we want to extend the life of this, I just love picking, I love just talking talks with you, talking anything with you. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things in the world. You know that. Yeah. I do. We love this. So psychos, thank you all for listening to our our little intimate conversation about a book that I think had such an impact on both of our lives. And I guess um, and Max, when not if, but when my solo show does when hit the heights that it's going to, it's all gonna be because of you and it's all it it will really to the <laughs> no, it is. It's gonna be full circle from you first introduced me to this book, me believing it. Yeah. And continuing that through the rest of my career and life, post psych, post Galvan, post stroke, post uh, solo show, and here we go. So again, it's I love you and thank you for um, um, always having my back and being my greatest supporter. I love you too. I feel the exact same way. So we keep believing. Yeah, we do. Shouldn't we get like a little percentage of the book sales of this after like? We have this podcast. Oh, we should, you know, we should, we should, you should say the author's name. Claude M. Bristol. Claude M. Bristol, writer of books, believer <laughs> of things, taper of notes to shaving mirrors. This is so funny. Okay. Thank you for listening, psychos. This was a very special episode of The Psychologists Are In. We We've love you all. We've been gearing this one up because we really wanted to do it for a long time. I'm so glad yeah. we finally got to do it and talk about it. Write yourself a new note, Tim. I'm gonna. I think I'm going to too. Look, psychos, write yourselves notes. Let's see what happens. Thank you all so much for listening to our very special episode about the magic of believing. As always, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the psychologists are in and our Twitter at psychologist pod. Plus check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologists are in for full episodes of the pod and ad free apps. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.